Hello and welcome to episode 1078 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Tuesday, July 19th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. Just hitting dingers, baby. Hitting dingers, home run derby style. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it all, so I... I Why not? You I, don't like it? I Not really my thing. Like, I if think, it's I think on, I knew that. Yeah, I think If it's on, that. like, I'll... Um, I'll watch it, but like the all-star break for me is actually a break. Like That's it's fair. I mean, it's you, like three you... days. I don't have to do, and not really a break for me because I'm still just catching up on other stuff, but like, well, and, it's, and you have a day job too. You're not just baseball. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's a time for me to like, not have to, I feel that I feel that. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel with the home run derby though. I just enjoy it mm-hmm. as is. And I'm a big convert to the new style. I think it's excellent. Um, yeah, I didn't like it at first, but uh, now it, it it's played out really, really well. It's one of the few times baseball's actually done something. Agreed. Well, I, the old one was unwatchable, and like mm-hmm. in a way, nothing against Berman because you know he's a legend. I get it, but him doing back, back, back for three hours just in an interminable time when it was based on outs, and it Dude. was just so tired. But with the timing, it's way better now. There are some flaws. There was there was some issue. I don't know if you saw some of the controversy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think based on the count, I've only seen some Twitter rumors. I, I don't know if it's fully 1,000%. I have not verified this myself. But there's heavy rumoring that uh, Schwarber actually had more than Pools and got robbed. And Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't surprise me. They, and that, you know, it that felt like they wanted Pools. Absolutely. To, uh... if Schwarber felt like it. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but at the last, like, five seconds of his part, he kind of did a, a hand wave, like, ah, whatever. If I don't get it, I don't get it. Like, he didn't seem to care that much either. And, of course, gamblers were like, no, it has to be. Le-. And I was like, listen, if you're going to bet on an, on an exhibition, I understand MLB has to count it properly. I, I'm not suggesting that MLB is off the hook if they made a wrong count that cost people bets. But I also think if you're betting on the home run derby here. A degenerate? I mean, uh, not not even just that. It's like that. I, not... I, I bet on the color of the Gatorade. At the oh no! So who, Listen, who that, I'm not talking shit. Not... Colin, uh, Colin and I did bets. He he smoked me on two bets. So mm-hmm. you know, I I lost on the home run derby myself. I'm just saying, I go in with my eyes open, knowing that it's not, uh, uh, you know, it's it's an exhibition. It's fun. Can we um one get Major League Baseball to fix the futures game? I, like they they keep ruining it. They make it worse every year. They keep Somehow they like stepchilding it more and more every year. They made it on. I didn't even know it was on. Like Saturday I mean, on Peacock. It was on what? Sunday morning though too. You could rewatch on MLB Network. I know, but like, why is this not a prime time event when Justin, no other games I are on? Like know, I don't. Dude. Like it used to be on Sunday, which is like the day before the start of the all. Then they move it back a day to a Saturday. Well, at like, least on when it was on Sundays, <laughs> it was towards the end of the of the day. It was at like five. So the West Coast games are winding down. It's not as much hubbub going on, and it was on ESPN. There was no Sunday night baseball there. So Mm -hmm. it basically kind of filled in that role, and at least it seemed like they gave an F. Nowadays, no, they just, like I said, keep redhead stepchilding it. I know that's a very old, dated reference of a redheaded stepchild, (laughs) but like they just keep backburnering it. You know, now Peacock, okay. Uh, Again, it was on MLB Network on Sunday morning, but that's after it it already aired and everything. It's like, how is this not a premiere showcase? Put it Wednesday night. There's nothing happening Wednesday. You're doing let the kids play and all this sort of stuff. And then you do not showcase this game. They're so blindingly stupid with certain things. Like, I just don't get it. They Uh, they must have stumbled on luck to get the home run derby right, too. Because, yeah, you're right. That is one of the few things that they changed and made better. Number two, um, I would like two new events instituted. Um, one, I know where you're going to go, but they just won't because of – go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you. One is the Japanese bunting contest. I knew that. I totally agree. They can um, definitely do that. And two is one that I don't think I've seen anybody else suggest. I want them to do the uh, pitcher version of the Home Run Derby, which would be an old-school, old-timey shooting gallery – with pitchers just making just, things explode, just trying to freaking blow up. Just, oh, that's great! Yeah, that's great. That's bottles, paint cans, I whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I want. I want to see you know Justin Verlander get up there and just shatter a bunch of stuff, <laughs> plates. Yeah, like and, a water balloon filled or a balloon filled with paint just yeah, exploded. Yeah. So just, this was in the same vein of what I thought you were going to go, and but also same reason they can't do it. I wanted like throwing competition from the outfield. Like trying to throw yeah. into the Tomamansky bucket, 
it's just too much risk for injury for both of those. Yeah. But they would both be cool. So would a mm-hmm. speed race. But of course, you can't be pulling a hammy at the All Star break because Tim Anderson uh, pulled my hammy. I, 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 yeah. You know mm-hmm. exactly. You just pulled yours in game. Can't have that. Can't have that. Mm-hmm. So look. I like the time off uh, to, to kind of breathe. These are like pseudo days off for us. Obviously, we're doing the pod and, you know, I've been taking care of some things behind the scenes, but we're not doing a ton of writing these days. We do get to breathe. It's nice. Today, what you and I are going to talk about is a look forward. We talked about uh, some guys who are struggling and what they might do in the second half. Let's go the other way this time. Let's look at some guys who have not been in the top 10 this so far this year, but we think they can be in the top 10 from here forward of their res- respective position. We'll go catcher first, second, short, third, and outfield. Uh, so hitting things specifically, pitching is just totally different there, and we would need, we'd probably need to do a whole episode on guys that we think could mm-hmm. blow up into the top 10, top 20 there. But So let's start behind the dish. And again, we're looking for guys who currently aren't ranked very high, and I think both of ours have a great shot to do this here because uh, I put Kyber Ruiz at, at 20th right now, and you got Adley Rutschman at 23rd. Of course, Rutschman did not come up. For a while, so that's why he's ranked low. Plus, he's hitting 222, so there is a skill improvement coming as well. With Ruiz, for me, it's like, okay, we know what he can do. He's the batting average guy with a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. He is hitting for his contact still. His strikeout rate is up, but only to 11%. I got no problems with that. Babbitt is a bit low. It's the same as it was last year, though, when he hit 273, and he's hitting 247 this year. I think right now it's the quality of contact has just been a bit off. I don't expect him to radically change that for Kybert Ruiz. I just expect him to get a bit better. I think he hits at least 260 here forward. That alone should be enough to carry him into the top 10, throw on a few homers, a couple steals, nothing too great on the runs and ribbies, I understand. But I think Ruiz can get into the top 10 catchers for the second half. What do you think? Yeah, so as I've start or as I started to kind of figure out who I would pick off uh, or out of these positions, um, I wanted to focus mostly on you know a few things that could really help boost one stolen bases. Any any player that gets you yes. know a fair amount of stolen bases for their position has a really good shot. Two is contact skills. Both these guys have really really good contact skills in ninetieth uh, uh, or ninety uh, percent zone contact rates or above. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are really excited about Ruiz coming into the season. Mm-hmm. I know it's been disappointing, especially from a batting average sense, because you thought you'd be getting better, but his XBA is 288. Like he should be hitting better than he is. Great contact skills. Uh, I do worry about the power is the thing I kind of thought was uh, a little bit troubling and may take a little bit longer to come on uh, at the start of the season. So not surprised he isn't hitting for a ton of power. I thought he did it for a little bit more than this. Uh, but I think he's one of the guys that maybe gets kind of hurt by that dead ball, you know, kind of uh, fence scraping as po- and uh, not going over. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. And I think, you know, never we weren't seeing a ton of power out of Ruiz in the first mm-hmm. place. So the batting average has to carry here. If he's not hitting at least 260, I'm not going to be correct here because I don't see mm-hmm. like a 10 homer second half barrage. I do see potentially 10 homers from this next guy along with a big batting average. There is a strong chance that Adley Rutschman could be the number one catcher mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the way here. Give us some thoughts on what you've seen out of him in 182 plate appearances. I mentioned he's hitting only 222, but it was a little bit of a slow start. He's gotten it going. Five homers. Give us the rundown on Rutsch. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I don't think anybody uh, doubts the power, but the contact skills have been really, really good. Uh, 90% zone contact rate. His XBA is 261, so that uh, that batting average of 222, I think, is a bit fraudulent. He's getting a little bit unlucky there. Um, playing on a you know team that uh, is quietly a lot better than I think people realize. Um, and well, the pitch- offense, not not the overall. Yes, team. yes, their pitching yes. still sucks. <laughs> yeah, the pitching does still sucks, but the offense is good. Yeah. Um, and so some of the counting the counting categories, depending on who they sell at the deadline, I assume they're going to sell at the deadline and kind of further this rebuild. Yes, um, but I, I don't. I will say I don't think Soto will get traded by the deadline. I think Boris is running up those rumors of like this is going to be oh, done well, by the deadline. I, I'm talking about. Deal. I'm talking about no, the no, Orioles. I, yeah, but oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking. I was going back to the Nats. My bad. Um. So let me erase everything I said there. The Orioles have been a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking the Nats still. I'm sorry. I completely. And their pitching has been pretty decent. Yeah, actually, yeah. So. so Baltimore, totally wrong on that. I forgot we had switched mm-hmm. there. I'm talking Orioles. Tyler uh, Wells is carrying me. So <laughs> here's the thing. Like they could trade a Mancini 
And I think they probably we were will. actually they, talking about that. On, they should, on but will that? Here's the thing: Will the return be enough to make it worth it? Because he's a clubhouse guy for sure. What are you really going to get for a corner uh, mm -hmm. or DH uh, guy, righty righty hitter? I don't know. Like it's probably not going to get be a big enough return to make it worth it. I still think they should trade Jorge Lopez one thousand percent because they have mm -hmm. Felix Bautista and he was you know he was a waiver wire fine. But I don't know that they have to trade Mancini. So you look at who else could who else do you think would be traded from there if if Mancini, if, if in addition to Mancini, Odora as well. Yeah, I think Odor could That's definitely... That's really it, though, right? Yeah, I mean, they don't have, like, a, a very old team, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to Mullins, Mountcastle, Hayes, Urias, Mateo. Lyles. Lyles, they could, yeah, they Lyles. could trade Lyles. They could sure. trade some pitching, too. But for hitting-wise, mm -hmm. Mancini and Odor, I think, are the real major ones that could be traded out. So with Rutschman, now, if Mancini gets traded out, do you think Rutschman would maybe jump up to that two spot or would he just move up? Everyone moves up one and then he's batting fifth for Rutschman. I think he could definitely move up. I mean, he should, he should be batting higher than he is for sure. Um, even, even without some getting traded, there's no reason that your future, like face of your franchise should be batting. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with him batting sixth. I mean, who, who should he, who should he definitely be ahead of here? Everyone. Absolutely, no, everyone. Mullins, but, your favorite player, Mancini, Santander. No, yeah, no, definitely Castle not in Hayes. front of Mullins. You, I mean, Mullins is the face of the franchise. Uh, I, I got, I got no problem with where he's batting. First off, yeah. I, all those guys are doing pretty well. Yeah, no, they're surprisingly a pretty decent team. Uh, they're five hundred at the break. This rebuild's it? coming together. Like it's so crazy how good that division is. It's that the Orioles are the and worst team in the division. They're five hundred right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I was actually I was looking at playoff odds last night, and I was all like, "How does the Orioles have such low playoff odds?" But um, it's just because that division is so stacked. It's just the, the number of teams, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I will say this: they're going to be ahead of the Red Sox by the end of the year. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Right, Chris Taylor uh, sucked. So okay, so Rutschman and Ruiz are our guys. Makes total sense. Let's go over to first base, where you actually have Trey Mancini. So let's go ahead and keep going there. Uh, did you do that based on a trade or based on the fact that the Orioles are good? And even if he stays, he can just keep being the, you know, 120 WRC plus guy he's been this year. Um, 19 to be exact. Sorry. Like, I, I, th I mean, I think a trade would help him, but he's also a guy that, uh, you know, again, good contact skills, 86% zone contact, which is above uh, league average. Uh, the batting average has been pretty good at 277, but it's actually his XBA is actually higher than that, 291. Uh, you know, 10% barrels, uh, 112 max uh, exit velocity. Um, you know, the power hasn't been quite as prodigious as um, you know we would hope, but like I, he's not like hitting the ball into the ground or anything like that. He's actually got one of the lowest ground ball rates, his lowest ground ball rate of his career. So. Like, I feel like there are more home runs coming, um, even if he stays in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, well, that damn park, though. The, this is for yeah. Trey Mancini. His ISO's down to 140, mm -hmm. easily a career low, down 36 points from last year, 9% homer to fly ball. How much of that you think is the the new the new fence? I mean, he's I a righty a, hitter. I, I think it's a fair amount. Pull. Yeah. So, like, I don't know that they're coming necessarily unless he does get traded. Yeah, I, and part of my thinking was that he uh, that he could be traded, and that you know pretty much anywhere he goes is going to be a better park. Like unless he ended up in St. Louis, which he's not going to end up in, yeah, uh, because of the way their team's construction. Fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, or I mean, I guess the Giants, but I don't think the Giants are trading for a first baseman. So, and um, I, I'll be honest, I think y'all's left field is better than Baltimore's right now. It probably is. Like, I haven't looked I, at the black really park factors. Yeah. Because one of the things about Oracle is that it's always been harder on lefties anyway. Even mm -hmm. before we started to see some changes uh, in Oracle, le righties on their pole field to left field haven't had the worst time ever. So I think it actually would be an improvement for Trey if he went out there to, to San mm -hmm. Francisco, believe it or not. Um, I like this one, though. He's, he's 23rd. By the way, I should reset exactly what we're doing. We're looking at the auction calculator. Guys mm -hmm. that are outside the top. 15 ish uh or lower jumping into the top 10 at their respective position we made a couple exceptions i we, love your, your short we need, we need to talk to some people behind the scenes and 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 uh have them fix the auction calculator a little bit john birdie not being 
in the top ten. Uh, that seems not impossible. Waiting. They're not waiting stolen bases enough. Like that's just... it seems impossible that he's fifteenth. Um, yeah, I, I I do have I do have a big question about that. Like, not not even trying to be tongue in cheek. I kind of want to ask them. Like, okay, so what's what, what's the what's the calculus there? Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, there's no way he's not. He's like a top fifteen player overall. I think. He, I mean, single handedly helping Scott Jensen whoop her ass. That's what I'm saying. Um, just, he's, yeah. Okay, so at Razball, he's the 106th player overall. So not top 15. I was kidding. He's 15th at second base at Razball, too. This is blasphemy. Okay, no. Actually, what it really does, I guess, is underscore Black. Black how little else he does. Yeah. However, that doesn't mean he's a bad fit. That's why looking at these things is fun with auction calculator and Razball player rater. But they're not the end-all, be-all. You're still looking at the team construction. But he has two homers, 19 ribbies, 32 oh, yeah. runs. There you go. So the, it's, yeah, the 19, the 19 and two in ribbies and home runs. That's that really does it. So 28 steals, 271 average. Those are good. And 32 runs, I think, is decent, right? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it puts him on pace for. Well, no, it's not great though. It's it's 58 probably, games it, though. In yeah, but ha- are you gonna are you gonna project him for? You, you can't project him for another hundred games because like there isn't. No, 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 games no. Left, so But I'm just he- saying the, that pace is for 89. But but you do have to count the fact you you're right. You can't count because the, the this, time that yeah. he's missed because mm-hmm. he wasn't playing at the beginning of the year. In fact, I think he had Niall stint. Yeah, and, and, then, and, and, then, and then he was a part part timer before that. Player so to like, start. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's John Birdie. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail on Birdie Mancini though. You're buying him even if he stays in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, I think I am. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, it's also a hard is, position. I mean, you pick the best one at the position. Yeah, absolutely. Nathaniel Lowe at at 17 is my guy. Big fan of him in the preseason. I'm not moving off of that. I honestly think he's only this low uh, due to some depth at the position. He hasn't been great, but 270, 12 homers, 38 ribbies, uh, 41 runs. I got no problem with that. He had the eight for eight on the steals last year. I did not expect that to repeat. He's one for three. If I get another couple steals, fine. I like the power. Uh, Ticking up just a little. I still think if he can find some lift, Nathaniel Lowe could have a 30-homer season. Uh, The the ball's up a little bit. Ground ball rate from 55 to 48 this year. I like that. Keep going. Nathaniel Lowe, I think he can have a big second half. I'm just a big fan of this guy. And if we get any of that extra little trickle in speed, too, that'd be great. But I don't even need that, I think, for him to get into the top 10. Yeah. No, I mean, I I've, I was a big fan of him coming into the season, um, still kind of waiting on the breakout. It feels like maybe this is just one we're never going to get. I, it just it, it could definitely be like that where we keep chasing. And, it, you know, it could be like a Yandy Diaz situation, which, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, you know, don't forget, Lowe was a Ray, and maybe they mm-hmm. saw that they had Diaz and Lowe, and, like, this is two of the same guy here, one from the left, one from the right. Um, you know, do we want to keep both these guys that look like they could have prodigious power if they could lift the ball, but neither of them can consistently lift the ball. But I still like Lowe. I still think he's a nice uh, nice pickup here as somebody who could, uh, who could jump up. Let's move over to second base. And uh, I'm going to start with my guy here, Whit Merrifield. This one's kind of never, never heard of him. Never heard of this guy. This is no. kind of cheating, but because I think he's already back. Like I think he's actually been mm-hmm. back. The problem is, is how just impossibly bad he was to start the season. His first 27 games, he hit 139, 179, 167, and that's uh, again 27 games. It takes time to work that off. Over the last 57 games, Wit has been himself. 287, 344, 426 with 11 steals, five homers, 29 ribbies, and 15 runs. That's uh, or that's 15 doubles, excuse me, 41 runs. So that's full season pace of 31 steals, 14 homers, 117 runs. He's been himself for more mm-hmm. time than he was bad, but the time that he was bad is so bad that he still has a sub 300 OBP, a 240 average, and a 635 OPS for Whit Merrifield. Whether he gets traded or not, I think he has a big – continues to do what he's been doing. But since we're starting fresh from the second half, I think Whit Merrifield's a top 10 second baseman and a top you know, 15, 20 outfielder from here forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I think he is back uh, since uh, June 1st. He's hitting 273, seven stolen bases, a couple home runs. Um, that all day. I don't th- – why would – why would the Royals trade him? Like I, I know he's older and because he's so cheap. He is so affordable. Like he is. 
Yeah, it he's is, literally three mil next year. Yeah, like it's it's just so cheap. I mean, they would have to get a bunch back, and I just don't know that anybody's going to give him a bunch back. Actually, uh, he's going to make six point eight mil. Um, it's it's two point eight, but then salary increases by four mil if Merrifield spends fewer than one hundred and ten days on the IL in twenty twenty. Which which he's going to do? Yeah. He's not going to do. Yeah, he's not going to spend that much time. So it'll be six point eight mil, which is still very cheap, by the way. To it's your point. so cheap, and like it's, it is. But like you don't think you can be, because of that cheap contract, you don't think they can get something pretty substantial for him? Do they? You know, do teams want to give something substantial for a thirty-three-year-old? Um, like Whit Merrifield, yes, probably. Play everywhere type of guy who can hit and just has that like gamer winner attitude. Yeah, he and you know, and he's got that uh, you know really really awesome name. Whit Merrifield, Whit, love that. Whit, Whitley, Mer- Whitley, Whitley Merrifield. Merrifield. Yeah, with the Chaz McCormick picture. Picture. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he's get he gets traded. It's this feels like a a Charlie Brown kicking the football type thing every year. I, I think it kind of depends on like what other center fielders. You know, center field is like one of those premium positions that uh, the organizations always love to address if they don't have one for the playoffs. Um, Whit can play in center. Uh, I just where's the fit? Yeah, I mean, I guess Atlanta Any, makes Atlanta makes a Atlanta lot. Atlanta makes sense. a ton of sense. I think the Dodgers make a lot of sense. Oh, please don't put him on the Dodgers. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I, I hate to do that. I know we default to that for everything yeah. because they can make everything work. But tell me, he's not a fit right now, dude. Yeah, no. They're starting Jake Lamb and Ga- I'm sorry. I love Gavin Lux. I'm going to stay on that train. He hasn't been that. He's hitting well. He has a 126 WRC plus, mm-hmm. but no fantasy juice. Four homers and five steals. He's been so disappointing. So it's like the 292, I get it. And like they're going to keep playing him because he has good plate skills and a good. Is is Gavin Lux going to be the guy who breaks out at like age 27 or 28? Yeah. Or or is he going to be the guy, the name we remember forever? As the guy that just like he hung around, like the no, Brandon I, I, Wood. I think he's still good. I think he's still gonna break. I, I do. I do. Because okay. I don't want him to be Brandon Wood. Where like, I don't either. Like he he had a long career, but just never did anything close to what we thought was gonna. Agreed. Agreed. The bigger reason I bring up Lux, though, like uh, I said, Lamb and Lux as though they were they were the same. Because Lux again is hitting better. He's just been a fantasy uh, disappointment. But the issue is his defense sucks. Have you mm-hmm. seen him in the outfield? Like, yeah, yeah, my dude does not know what's going on out there. He has not taken. He didn't come it. up as an outfielder. He like. didn't, and and that's fair. I thought that he would kind of. I, I kind of assumed that he would kind of get. It. I thought he's one of those athletic guys that's going to kind of make it work wherever he's playing. The outfield has been tough on Lux, so you know they could either move him in. By the way, like I mentioned, Lamb and Lux. How much longer are they playing Max Muncy with an eighty-eight WRC plus? Right, I, I mean, I'm, uh, like he's getting on base. The yeah, he's at least he getting on base. On base, nineteen percent walk rate gives him a three sixteen OBP. That's saving him right now. So again, he does fit out there. You say Atlanta, that's an even better fit. I agree. I think yeah. he would fit perfectly for them. And then again, infield, outfield, they're playing Robinson Cano right now, bro. So Whitmerfield has trade avenues. We'll see what happens. I like your pick a lot. Give us some uh, rundown on on Brandon Lau, who obviously ranks forty third because of his. his playing time but um is he gonna yeah. burst back on the scene in the second half i originally chose gene segura and then when i saw that you picked low i was all like oh wait i should be picking Lau." yeah let's um, go Lau. so i mean this is a guy who what i think went 39 and 5 last year homers and in, in stolen bases um you know coming off the il he's finally healthy i mean he could legitimately hit 25 home runs rest of the way I would not be surprised and chip in stolen bases. Uh, the thing you always worry about in Tampa Bay is, you know, full-time playing time, platooning. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't think he would be at risk anyways, but their team is so beat up. They need him mm-hmm. to come in and play every day and deliver some power to that punchless lineup right now. So, um, so bad, dude. It is so, so bad. Uh, like they're, they're like, they're a streaming target all the time uh, for me right now. No, my streaming record has been awful this year. Just, just absolutely. Atrocious. Oh wait, really? It, it's been hard out there, man. It's been, it's been brutal. The first month of the season, everybody was like, "Oh, you can stream anybody you want," and now it's well, like, "Oh good, my but god!" But then that was just yeah. because the balls were melting. Yeah, 
and and now it's been it's been it's been truly atrocious like it's it's one of those things where it's like oh do i have to really keep doing this section of the road to write up because it is brutal right i changed now. it <laughs> yeah all, all of a sudden we're, we're talking about the streaming hitter of the day instead um but uh yeah, I think I just I'm a, I'm a big Lau guy to begin with. I'm really really glad he's going to come back and help some of my teams that I uh, that I've been waiting on him to return. So, uh, yeah, I think he is the the easy bet for a top ten guy the rest of the way at second base. Yeah, I think that is a, a great call there with with Brandon Lau. Um, I'm I'm a thousand percent with you on on his come up there. When is he officially due back? Do you have word he's, on he's that? Back. He's back. Oh, he's back. Okay. He there came back. He came. He, I think he played at least one game before the break. Okay. Okay, great. So back, and you don't even have to wait on him. And go check your shallow league waiver wires. Brandon Lau is gone for a bit. He might be on some waiver wires. Let's go to shortstop here. And uh, I got Luis Urias. Uh, this is another one that's like he hasn't played a whole lot. That's part of the reason that he's not there. But also, he hasn't been – as good as I expected when playing. So I'm expecting a bit of a rebound here. He's been about league average, you know, 223, 314, 384. The fact that that's almost league average is kind of, the, you know, it shows you how bad offense has been this year, as we well know. 97 WRC plus with that slash line. 10 homers, 30 ribbies in 63 games for Arias. Still has triple eligibility. I still like pretty much everything that he does. I'm bought in. I think he's going to have a nice second half. Uh, with that power and I think the batting average will be much better than 223 that's kind of the key here if he hits like a, a 240 250 with uh, I don't know 12 15 homers I think that can do it for Arias and I think this Baltimore uh, this uh, Brewers lineup will be better in the second half too I think they'll make a move they could get wit wit would fit on that team mm-hmm. uh, in the outfield as well I mean they're playing Jace Peterson every day who is playing well by by the way let me be clear to credit for him, 112 WRC plus, but I think they probably see him as stretched as an everyday player. So, uh, but Luis Arias is my pick. I think you liked him in the preseason, no? Yeah, I did. I'm a little concerned here. Let's hear um, uh, his zone contact is the worst of his career, Don't uh, that. which is it's at 83 percent, which is just below league average. Um, he's not a guy which produces power to begin with. I think he's also one of these guys uh, that gets hurt a little bit by uh, you know the ball not being quite as live. Though he's got ten home runs and he missed some time this year, so maybe not. Maybe he is a guy that can you know power his way a little bit more. But um, I don't know, man. It's just I'm there's not a ton in the profile that makes me feel like hey, this is a top ten guy. Like there's no. The batting average right now, it's 220. It's right in line with his XBA. He's not getting unlucky. He is just, you know, he's selling out for power um, to kind of boost up those power numbers. I don't know. I, I think it's uh, – I love the triple eligibility, but mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't see a, another level here at the moment. Um, I'd almost rather him go back to being his high-contact former self uh, and sacrifice some of that power and hit 300. Like just, uh, but I, I don't, I don't see any real fantasy goodness outside of some cheap power. I guess. Hmm. I think it'll be better. I think it'll be better than what we've seen. So why though? Why? Uh, track record, really. I think uh, I understand what he's been doing so far this year, but I believe what in what he did last year. It's not a lengthy track record, but I think he can just kind of be. I think Arias can be what he was. Last year, when he hit 23 homers, five steals, 249 average, slice that down to the remainder of the season. I think he can basically be that guy. I don't see anything here that says that he's too far gone. He has sold out for some more power. Like you said, the, the fly ball rate has spiked up. I think he can kind of, you know, see that that's not really the, the right path there. You don't want to be hitting 222 and maybe bring the fly balls down a little bit. It's it's not some massive bet here. I also am just not that enamored of second base. Uh, I know yeah. I put him at second or second, third, and short, but I don't really think he has to be crazy. You know, uh, double-digit homers, couple steals, and a 250 average I think can get can get there for Arias. So he has to be better than he's been, but I don't think he has to fundamentally uh, remake himself in any way. That's fair. Like, it's not like he's got to make, like, some massive gain somewhere. He but just but kinda... if he stays status quo, you are right. 
it ain't coming back. Yeah, he needs, too he many needs to prioritize the contact yes. a little bit more. Like I do I do agree with that part of it. Um, I like your pick a lot. He's much closer to the top 10, but I think you could even make it. Oh, you changed it. Never mind. I changed uh, it. I you changed had, it on you. You had Pena, and I was going to say. Um, it was. Know, a, I, I felt like it was a little too cheap. That's fair. And I, I was going to ask you. top 10 had he not missed time. Exactly. And I was going to say, yeah. why don't you Why don't you go bold and say he's going to be top five? But instead, you went with our boy O'Neal, your big time. Yeah. Favorite. Now, let me ask you this. Before you get into O'Neal Cruz, that's, that's your pick. Mm-hmm. Based on how things have gone so far, mm-hmm. and when he came up specifically, how do you feel about having drafted him in the season? Like the fact that he's only played a month, are, are you vastly disappointed? Did you think that was part of the outcomes? Uh, you know, where, where, where do you come out knowing that he's only played 26 games so far with O'Neill Cruz? I mean, we, you're did, obviously did we miss something. Did we get it? Like what, where, what, what do we got there? I mean, clearly how much the pirates valued him as a prospect um, because they weren't willing to start his clock. Like, even though he, was clearly too good for the minor leagues. And, you know, then he, of course, started slow in AAA and it gave them every reason to continue to hold him down until that clock. Had, was he the uh, one who had to work on his pinch hitting? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Like, just, bang up job, Pittsburgh. Well, while they're rolling out guys like Diego Castillo and Michael Chavez and, like, I mean, Daniel Vogelbach, you've got O'Neill Cruz just waiting and toiling. How's his pinch hitting, though, Justin? Answer the question. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. Um, so give, us, give us the lowdown on Cruz in the second half. It ha- it's been basically a month of games, 26 uh, games, 104 plate appearances, four homers, four steals, uh, four steals and seven attempts, by the way. But I like that he has seven attempts. Even though he's been caught thrice, I like that. But 37% K rate, what are we looking at here? Doesn't he have to get a good bit better to go top 10? Um, I mean, yeah, he definitely has to get better. But like that 37% strikeout rate – is pretty deceiving. You know, the swing strike rate is 14%. Uh, his own contact is 86.7% above league average. Like, it's yeah. actually, you know, it, he's swinging outside the zone a little bit too much, um, 39%. So, I mean, I think that's the kind of the bigger issue is he's just – he's not spitting on stuff outside of the zone. Um, but, like, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, he, he's shown the ability to take walks – in the minor leagues to calm down a little bit, but man, when he strikes that ball, it goes an effing mile. And he's a guy who can steal bases. Like you mentioned, he's already attempted seven uh, stolen bases, stolen four. It's on a pirates team that like, they should let him steal. Like, what are they, what are they playing for? Who cares if he wants to run into outs every once in a while? Um, I, I just think like the, the upward mobility of a guy like Cruz, we, you were just talking about Pena. Like if you, if I had, you know, kept Pena, you were going to try to, Hold my feet to the fire and make me pick him as a top five. O'Neill Cruz could be a top five shortstop, the deepest and best position of the top in baseball. Um, he could be a top five guy rest of the way and going going into next year. Um, and so picking him as a top ten guy, yeah, I'll t- I'll take that gamble. It's a gamble though, right? Because it is a little yes. bit of a volatile problem. He is so big. It um, there are there are going to be holes that are exposed in his swing, but so far. In spite of that huge strikeout rate, it's not a hole in a swing necessarily. It's just what his approach and uh, um, and swing outside of the zone. Like he's uh, he's actually covering the strike zone pretty damn well so far. Okay, that, 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 I like that uh, tidbit on uh, O'Neill Cruz's contact about how the strikeout rate might be a little bit too high there. If people are running away from it and saying, oh, "I got to trade this guy. He's garbage." Maybe he is going to make more contact, not have such a huge strikeout problem. And like we said, the four and four already, even with things not going well on the slash line, you like that from O'Neill Cruz. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good pick as well. And you're sticking with a guy that you were bought in on at the beginning of the year as well. Uh, let's Absolutely. go to the hot corner third base. I'm going to stay on Pittsburgh and stick with Cabrizi. Cabrian Hayes, uh, somebody I liked at the beginning of the season as well. And I'm not, I'm not moving off of him. Basically, I feel pretty comfortable about how things have gone based on where I was on him. My main thing was I liked his speed and he's 10 for 13 
uh, on the bases already. I thought that was going to be the key driver for Hayes. The downside is he's only hitting 251. I would have thought that he could have a better average, even if the power doesn't come along. So I'm going to bet on that better average in the second half. I think we can get another handful of steals, 8 to 10. That's better than a handful, to be honest. Another 8 to 10 steals, but with like a 270 average, few homers. He's not The power's not there yet for Cabrizi, but I, I don't think it'll take too much to get him there. He's 20th right now to get top 10. And he, if he adds 20, 25 points of batting average with the same stuff that he did otherwise in the first half, I think that can get Cabrizi there um, with Cabrian Hayes in the second half. What do you think? Elite zone contact ability. Um, his XBA is over 20 points higher than his actual BA. Um, this is Whit Merrifield at third base. Um, yeah. a young one. Uh, and um, there actually is, I think, a fair amount of more power in this bat. The problem is... Yes, he, but not he, yet, right? I don't think it's Yeah, he, he needs a swing tweak if he's going to yep. unlock the power. I, I, I agree with you, just not yet yeah. for his power development. I don't know that you want him to make that tweak, though. Yeah, like would it be great if he was a 20-home run hitter on top of being able to steal 20 bases? Yes, but um, I think, you know, he would... He would have to make some real sacrifices in batting average. I think being kind of a line drive, you know, shoot it into the gap kind of guy really uh, plays well to his uh, skill set. And I think it continues to give him the ability to actually steal 30 bases at some point early on in his career. So um, I, I think he's I think he's a guy that uh, at the end of the day probably steals you probably another 10 stolen bases. Like you said, hits, you know, another four or five home runs ends the year as like a a 10 20 guy um, with a good batting average. I do think the batting average will come up with those contact ability um, and playing in that, you know, really spacious outfield. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a really good second half. I think he's an easy call for a top 10 rest of the way. Yeah. I think uh, Brian Hayes, this one was not one that uh, w- was difficult for me to get behind. Still really like Brian Hayes, not going anywhere on him. Yours is a little bit more out there because I think, you need some health. I, I, the talent I agree with, and I think he's actually starting to turn around a bit. Can Justin Turner stay healthy enough to have what I believe has become kind of a standard? Isn't he like always a second half or like a summer surge type of guy with Justin Turner? Or am I just imagining that? I feel like he always pops off. Uh, uh, I'm looking in, it in up right now. No, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of a, um, a pretty consistent guy. The thing was okay. he wasn't consistent. To start yeah, he, the year. he really, really struggled, but he's gotten back to kind of being the guy he was, and he's crushing it right before the All-Star break. Yes, but, he is. Um, you know, he was hitting like 288. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the exact numbers, but uh, as of... Uh, well, while you're just, pulling that up, I'm just going to mention, I think I am just thinking recently, his 2019 and 2018 second halves uh, are insane, but 2021 wasn't for Justin Turner. So I was thinking uh, somewhat recently, but not the most recent uh, with Turner. He had good second halves a couple of years ago. Last year's wasn't great. But like you said, he got going. Where where, where did he finish off uh, the, the first half there? Uh, the last month of the season, so since uh, June 17th, uh, uh, to present four home runs, 348 batting average, striking out just 13% of the time. That's Justin uh, Turner in a nutshell, right there. So- yeah, 91% zone contact percentage. Like he is doing everything you want from Justin Turner. Uh, I think he is finally uh, kind of getting back to who he is. Uh, and I really need him to because I drafted him everywhere this year well because his price is just always it was so, so cheap good. yeah and it happens every year so for me you know i was looking at justin turner at an earlier point this year and you had to ask at age 37 is he cooked mm-hmm. like it was one of those i remember talking about it in stream um you know during one of the box score shows like i don't know y'all it, 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 can he get back can he just you know regress back to the mean or is the bat becoming a limp uh, noodle? Turns out he can get back, and he's looked great over the last month, like you said. What can he do in the second half? Is he somebody you think could still pop 300 for three months, two and a half months? Oh, uh, yeah. I, th- I mean, I definitely think he can hit for average. The question is, what's the power going to be like with that? I mean, you know, in this, you know, hot streak, he's only hit four months. So is he a guy that, like, he's only going to hit maybe another 
eight or nine home runs the rest of the way because that would be pretty brutal. Well, four homers for... in a month is fine. That's a 24-homer pace, and that's about well, where he's When you're hitting 348, though, you expect there to be more than four home runs. Well, not if you're Justin Turner. Sorry. Uh, Take I your mean... 348 and enjoy it. So, you know, like the hard hit hard hit percentage, 42.5%. Um, you know, decent launch angle at 21 degrees. Like, I feel like he should get some more home runs. Things should, you know, start peaking up. You know, if he can hit another 12, 13 home runs, but hit 300 rest of the way, I'm going to be pretty happy. Yeah, I think that's completely fair, and I'm in. Especially in that Dodgers lineup. He's hitting fifth, regularly hitting fifth. So, like, there you go. You know, like that, even with the Dodgers back into that lineup not being what it, it usually is. And they're going like, to fortify it. Yeah. With, like With Whit Merrifield. If he's in fifth or sixth in that Dodgers lineup. Oh, man. You know why That's I think a- the Whit Merrifield thing does fit, though, is because they don't have Chris Taylor, and he's just Chris Taylor. Like less How long is Taylor speed, out for? He broke his foot. He's out for a minute, no? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me look to be exact. But even if they do, even if they get Taylor back, you know they can maneuver everyone around. That's why they have all this flexibility. It does so make a lot of sense. Um, he's taking some uh, dry with swings the, with the amount of with the amount of money that the Dodgers have on the books right now. Like I don't know that they want to go after anybody super expensive. Yeah, get a dirt um, cheap wit. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I'm just saying it could fit. It could fit. Uh, all right, our outfielder. We went uh, we went deeper on this one. And we, they just need to finish in the top 20, but we had to pick from the 30th and lower. And you actually picked the guy that I was looking at. So you, and you put two guys. You said, okay, take that one guy. We'll both hype up Michael Harris the second. Um, we might be cheating a little bit because of how good he's been in his time. But I basically just want to co-sign that I believe in what he's doing. Uh, maybe not to the exact degree. He doesn't have to have a 124 WRC plus with 283 average, 319 OBP, 497 slug. Eight homers, 10 steals. He doesn't even need to keep that full pace. But something similar to that with the power, the speed, the elite defense and center is going to keep him in that lineup. He's been great. And I think he can start to trickle his way up the lineup, too. He's been batting steady ninth. I think they like him in that second leadoff, quote, unquote. But as things kind of keep moving, how much longer can they keep batting Ozuna and, and Cano ahead of him? And even Eddie Rosario. So there might be three, three, four spots for him to move up. Uh, but mm-hmm. if he keeps batting ninth, I'm actually fine with that for Michael Harris. I just think he's a stud. Yeah, I think the power is definitely gonna take a like a step back in the second yeah. half. Like if he if he hits another four or five home runs, I think that's fine. Uh, you know, we're talking about a guy right now who uh has a 23 and a half percent home run to fly ball percentage. Um, from a guy who's not a power hitter, he's he's a guy who, you know, 55% ground balls, but just keep running and making contact, um, you know, steal those bases, give me that batting average, uh, you know, XBA is 285, which is right in line with his 283 batting average, around league contact, uh, or, or league zone contact, but because of his speed, like, all he's got to do is put that you know, those balls into play and he's going to beat out a lot of stuff and then steal second base. Keep doing that. Another 10 to 15 stolen bases, uh, rest the way. And he ends up being like, you know, a 15, 25 guy, um, like for the year uh, off a waiver wire pickup. Are we good Um, with that? Do we like that? Yeah. Like he's, he'll be a really interesting guy to see where he ends up. In, uh, in drafts next year because i think yeah. he's gonna be like in the fourth fifth round area if he continues to kind of do what we think he. oh can yeah do. i mean if we see this power speed from michael harris yeah he, he's gonna be higher he's gonna be in that randy rosarena kind of area yes um probably be too high for me next year but uh i i i think i love him and i really wish i'd bought in quicker uh and gotten him on more teams yeah, my, Michael Harris has just been so good. Um, I, I tried to get him in some leagues. The prices were just higher. I just had no idea that he was this good. He's just awesome. He's just. Surprising. I knew there was speed in the profile. I yeah. didn't realize that's how all I knew the, about him, though. The contact skills were going to be. Yeah, uh, I, I the, sure. the power's been a pleasant surprise. I don't think you're going to see, like I said, um, if he finishes, like he's got eight home runs right now. I, I bet he finishes with like 12. You know, home runs, honestly. Okay. Um, so just 12, 12, or, 12 or 13. So it's like four or five more home runs. But um, like he could legitimately steal another 20 bases. Like I would not be surprised 
if I he agree with en- that. if he ends up with 30 stolen bases this year. He's 10 yep. for 10. That's crazy. And he's got mm-hmm. speed to burn. So we like Michael Harris he, a lot. You picked he, he broke out so well that they traded away Drew Waters for nothing. Like for yeah, like a pick. pick 35 with other prospects. It wasn't just Drew Waters for pick mm-hmm. 35. It was a, a number of other prospects for pick 35. Like they said, former top 30 prospect in our organization. They for, totally gave 30 up overall. Him. And they, they said, Michael Harris has replaced you. Goodbye. They Big time. They didn't even, yeah. they did not even care. Um, okay. Your guy, Ramon Laureano. I, uh, I'm, I'm interested here. So sell me on it. I mean, you don't have to sell me that hard because I, I like Ramon Laureano, but give me the rundown on why we like him. Hey, as long as he doesn't get suspended or hurt again, like he just keep doing what he's doing, baby. Um, like he missed what uh first almost month of the season, um, and he's nine and nine right now. Like he's gonna have a 2020 season at the end of the year, having missed the first month. Uh the questions with him is usually uh is health. Uh there is a chance that he gets traded. Like he is um, you know, he's not young, uh, you know, he's 28. Um, he's got a lot of you know, control, can play center field. Like he could get some really good prospects back uh, for the A's. And if he were to move out of that awful lineup into a better park, which pretty much every park would be better for him, uh, wherever he's going to go, um, he could be uh, he could be an absolute monster somewhere else. So um, I, I think he can still finish as a top twenty guy rest of the way. Just by you know continuing to steal bases and uh, and hit for you know a good enough batting average, uh, but I think there's an opportunity with his stolen base upside and a park change and a team change where he's getting better runs and RBIs in a better lineup where he could be an absolute monster rest of the way. So Loriano, I think, is uh, like quietly putting together a really good season because he's hidden in Oakland. Yeah, I, I'm I'm down with all that. I'd be pretty surprised if they don't trade him mm-hmm. right like why why like why because there's years of control and he's cheap well no but i'm saying you can get a mint for him then. yeah I guess I, it's the same thing as as montas where they don't have to force it yeah so if people come with weak deals they can say no but if you get the right offer now's the time i mean you can get you can still get a mint for Loriano with the team control like you're saying he's not a free agent until after the 2024 season so you got two more years on top of our, our site says he's not afraid until 2026. Oh word. Yeah. So, I mean, he still has three years of control after this, according to fan graphs. And I believe yeah. fan graphs cause I am a company man. I mean, I'm just going off of baseball reference here. So he's had a year. I mean, you know, the problem is he's got such disjointed service time because it, he's only played one full mm-hmm. season, 2019. So I don't know, but he's got multiple years. That, that There's the bottom line for sure with Ramon Laureano. So there's our guys that we think can finish in the top 10, uh, 20 for outfielder of their respective position. Uh, my picks, Kyber Ruiz, Nathaniel Lowe, Whit Merrifield, Luis Arias, Cabrian Hayes, Michael Harris II, Justin's picks, Adley Rutschman, Trey Mancini, Brandon Lau, O'Neill Cruz, Justin Turner, and Ramon Laureano. Let us know some guys that you guys have that are – deeper in the rankings right now, outside the top 20 of their respective position, uh, or, or 10 of their respective position, 20 in the outfield, that are going to be top 10 guys in the second half. Justin, we'll get back together this week, and we'll talk some pitching. We've done a couple hitter episodes in a row. We're going to find some gems for the second half. So start searching out your starting pitching gems. That They don't have to be having a 5 ERA right now. Just guys that are going to be a good level or two better than they are. That's what we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. Friday. Until then. Talk to you later. Hey, Potapalooza, Potapalooza this weekend. It's gonna be this a ton weekend. of fun. Um, gonna be streaming on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Facebook, Twitter, the hub. Um, I should put it on the hub and see just see what happens. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know that we would that fan graphs would, yeah, that, but I would yeah, probably, that. probably not. But um, just gonna be a ton of fantasy analysts, uh, talking fantasy baseball all weekend long. Um, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, money is being raised for charity. If you want to donate, every dollar you donate gets you a raffle ticket to win some really, really cool prizes, including uh, TGFBI entries for next season, 
bobbleheads, T-shirts, subscriptions to uh, you know services around the industry. Um, some amazing guests, including yourself. You're yes. going to be on a panel uh, 11 o'clock Eastern on Saturday with Nick Pollock, Michael Simeone, Eric Samolsky talking starting pitching. Um, I'm ridiculously got some, excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be that's going to be probably my favorite panel. Um, uh, but some other amazing panelists. Uh, you know, there's an NFBC uh, strategy panel. Uh, that we're going to talk closers. We're going to talk trade deadline and talk breakout pitchers. Uh, there's a nerd stuff panel. I don't even know what they're going to talk about because I'm not as big of a nerd as the people on the panel. Uh, I literally just didn't even do a write up. Didn't even do a rundown to them. I just put them in a DM group and said, "You guys are smarter than me. I don't know what questions Figure to it. ask. Figure it out." Um, that's uh, John Legaza, John Anderson, and Tim Connick, uh, who are going to be on that one. Um, you know, it's it's gonna we're gonna be talking about some first half disappointments and some breakouts for the second half. So. Uh, if you want to win your fantasy league, definitely come in uh, and tune in to that all weekend. You can catch the replay over on YouTube uh, and on uh, an audio version on the TGFBI podcast feed. Uh, but we're going to try to raise money for Big League Impact, which is an organization that uh, teams up with Major League Baseball players to raise money for uh, all sorts of different uh, issues and causes uh, around the country and the world. So. A uh, really good organization and hoping to uh, come somewhere close. I don't know that we'll beat our $8,000 raise from last year because uh, we did it preseason. But if we come anywhere close, um, I'm going to give away a TGFBI spot for every $1,000 raise. So Excellent. Uh, you, you can donate via PayPal, justinmasonfantasy at gmail.com or via Venmo at Justin Salinger. And like I said, every dollar you donate gets you a raffle ticket to win all these cool prizes. That's awesome, dude. You do such great work with this stuff. Um, I'm really excited for Potapalooza. I'll be obviously watching a ton in addition to participating. So great work. That'll be this weekend. Come join us. Um, does that mean no Sunday pod? No Sunday pod, but me and Jason will be talking. And maybe I'll probably, maybe I'll turn that episode That'll into be in. Sunday pod. There you go. Uh, Jason is going to wrap up Potapalooza uh, with Sarah Sanchez. We're going to talk trade deadline I'm sure there'll be some Cubs uh, and Rays focus um, on this trade deadline. Uh, hey, they'll be going opposite ways too. Mm-hmm. Cubs trading more again, and, and yep. the Rays trading four players probably. So, so they're they're at 5 p.m. on uh, on Sunday. So okay. uh, we you can catch a live stream, or I'll put I will put that episode on the Sleeper in the Bus feed. So if people want to hear me and Jason and, and Sarah talk, um, uh, they can catch us on this feed. So you don't have Perfect. to like change your podcast player if but you don't want to go into them come to potapalooza and if yeah, you can oh, yeah exactly for a good cause yeah. uh, all right man well enjoy your break you're taking an actual all-star break breathe get yep. away from it um i'll be watching the all-star game tonight and then tomorrow's the worst day of the year no baseball nothing that's when the future yeah but uh yeah that's um i don't I'll even know what trivia. i'm gonna do I'll just go to trivia night. We haven't gone for a couple weeks, so we can go. I guess I could have a date night with my wife or something. I'm going to tell her you said it like that. I'm texting her right now. <laughs> Wednesday is our date night, too. So. Hear the way <laughs> just... Justin said go on a date night with you. He did not <laughs> seem that interested in that. I should have never given her your phone number. Correct. Correct. Yeah, All right, man. Mistake. Great talking <laughs> with you. I'll talk to you later this week. Take it easy.